Welcome to episode 27 of Comic Book Nation, the official podcast of comicbook.com. I am your host, Kofi Outlaw, and today I'm back with my co-host, Matthew Aguilar. Oh, yeah. I, it's getting it's weird. I'm still getting used to the name thing. I just don't acknowledge it. It's just a phase four change we made. We just, we just keep rolling with <laughs> the it. The plot hole. Yeah. <laughs> and we brought back for a consecutive appearance, like we're doing the uh, podcast Trinity all over again, Mr. Brandon Davis is back on the couch with us. Because, pretty much because of what we're going to talk about today, I mean, let's be honest with the people, we are going to be talking about some things that you've been kind of showing some expertise in recently. First, we're going to be recapping Game of Thrones' big episode, The Battle of Winterfell, The Long Night, where some pretty big twists happen and and talk about the reactions to all that that is still kind of playing out over social media. We are also going to dive deeper into Avengers Endgame. I know we just did a whole big spoilers episode that you lot, that a lot of people checked out. Thank you for checking that out. But there's still so much to unpack in the film, and we got to talk. So today we are going to be talking time travel. Uh, BD took an amateur course on uh, the physics of time travel in movies recently, and did a whole breakdown about movie time travel for us. <laughs> My head still. So hurts. yeah, you're going to help us and some very confused Avengers fans kind of unravel all the time travel mechanics that were thrown into the film. Spoilers, by the way, there's time travel in Avengers Endgame. But before we get to all of that, we have some news to take on. And um, the first is not so much news except just uh, a solemn announcement and some condolences. Um, By the time you hear this, of course, we lost director John Singleton, who made films such as Boys in the Hood or the other classic Too Fast, Too Furious. Um, He passed away after being in a coma after suffering a stroke. And we just wanted to take a minute to say rest in peace to John Singleton and to offer our condolences to all of his family and friends and fans all over the world. Um, The man was, for me, I think I posted this on Twitter, I mean, truly a visionary director in the sense that he really made kind of urban stories about, or stories about urban America, specifically like urban black America, like Boys in the Hood, like Baby Boy, um, stories that weren't being told on the screen at all. At the time, around the same time that groups like NWA were kind of bringing this experience of the inner city and its trials to the kind of music airwaves, John Singleton made this big leap and put it into film. And unlike Spike Lee, and that's not to compare or contrast to Spike Lee or say who's better or anything, but Spike Lee dealt with like racial tensions in New York, but John Singleton was dealing with things like inside the black community, you know, gangs, poverty, lack of education, all of these things that America wasn't talking about. So really was kind of a landmark director who who died way too soon. I think he was uh, 53, was it? Yeah, he was really young. Yeah, he was like Mm -hmm. 53. 53. Um, So gone way before his time. So again... For all the film fans who are really kind of agonizing over that, we want to offer our condolences to uh, John Singleton. But, you know, this is a geeky show, and we tend to deal in more lighter, geekier fare. So let's talk about something that's going to the complete opposite end of the spectrum from John Singleton passing away, which is we got a new trailer for Sonic the Hedgehog, the movie, and with F- Sonic kind of finally making it to the screen, I think the thing that surprises most people is how much of a horror film this is. Because <laughs> when you see Sonic and you realize wow. Sonic has uh, teeth, it looks like some. What kind a, of, What else would you expect? To I don't be in his mouth. What the, the, I don't the know. I'm just making. How is he gonna eat? I'm just making fun of the fandom. I mean, this looks like a standard kind of silly <laughs> video game movie to me. It looks yeah, like it could exist I'm in like a Pokemon this. type, a, po- a Detective Pikachu type of world. This is more like Hop than it is 
Detective Pikachu, I would say. Well, you made I don't a even pop understand. Reference. Yeah, I don't even understand that reference. <laughs> James, I know, but it's just funny. Connection. It's this just is like funny. when we see like, the views of the thing just drop down. Uh, to like five I think, people who I know think it, looks, it looks as fun and ridiculous as I would have expected a Sonic the Hedgehog movie to look. I went in with accurate exactly. expectations, I, and should, I came away with like, oh, that looks fun. They showed more footage at CinemaCon, and I thought it looked better. I mean, well, also, I think, I mean, it was very similar footage. They basically showed two different trailers and it was the same stuff. But I just think, what did you want? I mean, I don't don't know what people want. It's easy to make fun of this movie. It was going to be easy to make fun of any Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Right. Yeah. Uh, It's going to be. I mean, look, am I do I think the design is exactly what I would have wanted? No. I, no, I, I should have had a bigger head and shorter legs. It has some liberties, for sure. Yeah, but like, so if I were to carte blanche on that, yeah, I would redesign some things. People have already started putting their own redesigns, and some of them do look legitimately already, better. Man, we're already going to last Jedi this whole thing. It's not even out yet. <laughs> but I really, but I, it was fun and ridiculous. Jim, Jim Carrey, man, should be oh a great my God. robot. He's yeah, I mean, Jim Carrey's I think great. he's going to be good. I, like, think I mean, Jim Carrey's great at zany characters, yeah. cameos, whether it's... You know, in Kick-Ass 2 or playing Robotnik in this one. So I'm not worried so much about this. I'm not worried about any of this. It's going to be fun. Yeah, I mean, it's Stupid a fun, fun, irreverent like movie. It's definitely not going to suffer from like the video game curse, per se, that we all see. Can I also say I love no, the well, song I mean, choice? Like, like, not as bad. I mean, this is I no do not or something. agree with the song choice. I loved it. Oh, I, I love the song choice. I, I thought, thought it was, it was I just, so ridiculous. I mean, like, I don't care really, but I just think Gangster's Paradise is a weird tune for Sonic. Like, and if you're trying to be ironic, which I'm pretty sure is what they're trying to do, yeah. it still was just kind of weird. I like, thought it. Just, I thought it fit the trailer. Does it fit Sonic? Absolutely not. Yeah. But like watching the trailer and having that song in the background, I was like. All right, okay. I'm in. Plus, it just—I just love that song. So do I. So, <laughs> I mean, there I is got a five lot of, on it. it I say the Venn, di- Venn diagram overlap between Coolio and Sonic is is pretty, <laughs> pretty close. So, I mean, I get it. Yeah, I get it. But uh, overall, I mean, it's definitely something that the kids are going to check out, if nobody else, right? Yeah, and me. Yeah, and <laughs> I. I we've worked together long enough that I what just count, people I counted want? you. In it's that a Sonic movie. movie. <laughs> Dude, this is not the hill to die on. I mean, it, it's a Sonic movie. Yeah, like you're it's, it's not ever. So I'll say that around Rollins. Gonna hate on it just because I think the weirdest thing are his little muscular legs. <laughs> Seeing his little muscle legs, it looks like my toddler, <laughs> my toddler son, like running around. I think it'll be clever. I think it'll be yeah. of the caliber of the first Ninja Turtles movie of this recent re- reboot of the Ninja which Turtles which I actually remember liking. Yeah, it, it wasn't been a minute since I've seen it, but. I remember liking that. It'd movie. be a movie that comes and goes, and nobody's gonna be mad or yeah. overly ecstatic that it happened. There were plenty of people mad for Ninja Turtles. I don't know what you're talking. Yeah, about. there was a lot of people <laughs> mad. At people those mad designs. at everything. I, yeah. I guess. It, yeah. But all right, so I got two movies. It's true. I got a sequel. I mean, what Knuckles, all I need to know is Knuckles. Is Knuckles in Crank. this at all? Never thought I'd get a no. Knuckles is getting a standalone spinoff because another studio. Owns. Knuckles is the best. Does really? No, I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> just, I'm, Knuckles is going to okay. be the venom okay, of the joke. Sonic. No, I I see this probably as like if anything, I think there's that that there's that one shot at the end of Robotnik looking like he's holding something like Sonic, one of Sonic hair or whatnot. And um, if I remember correctly, and I'm sure someone will correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Knuckles was created by Robotnik. Is that true? Yes? No? I, I can't think remember if I think that's created. how it You're looking goes. around at everybody for a Sonic to have I, I can't remember I think if that's it. how it goes. It's been it's a long time. I can see that happening. Like, in really. Shouldn't have left you. Sorry. 
That'll oh, dope. Beat. All right. That'll well, step now two. that we killed that topic, step, step. moving right along. Step two. Moving right along into the land of anime. Uh, this is just a quick kind of more PSA. Uh, Attack of Titan is back. Um, one of the great kind of crossover animes to come along in the last few years. It was responsible for getting me back into anime as deeply as I'm now immersed. With BD used to sing the song all the time in the office. <laughs> I don't speak Japanese. Do you still watch it? I tried. Uh, no, I don't watch it anymore. Oh, okay. I dropped well, off that I mean, season one. Well, this is the time to get back in. Um, I'm sorry to all the anime fans out there. Attack on Titan Season 3 has been really great. I mean, this is like a lot of the game changing. It's a lot less of the drama than Season 2 God, was. So much. It's like night and day with Season yeah. 2. Yeah, See, Season 2 was very slow and dramatic. It was easy to lose track of the storyline. This is just like, It is everything you wanted. It's kind of the first half was... Barely any Titans. It was just human-on-human, human, horrible human-on-human human violence as this whole kind of uh, government order behind the walls got really upset and shifted. You learned all these insights about the special, the nine special Titans that have shown up in the series. And now we're going back to where the action all began. Uh, Shinganashi District, I don't want to butcher that name, but it's in Wall Maria, and they're attempting to reclaim the area that was first lost as part of the series Mythos. Oh. Um, and this premiere episode is really great. Uh, they get back to Wall Maria. There's a whole kind of mystery involved trying to find these enemies, the special titans, the, uh, the three or the two special titans that, you know, were traitors and kind of defected from their ranks. And it leads to basically the reveal of a kind of ambush that is going to lead to an awesome showdown in the next episode. If you read the manga, you know how exciting this, this current arc is. And how pivotal it is it introduces a bold new villain in the form of the Beast Titan, who is like a Titan, but really the most intelligent and kind of physically kind of capable in some ways Titan. Well, that doesn't seem fair. Um, but it, 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 the reveals about that villain are draw a much deeper mythos into the story. Um, and it's going to be really exciting to watch. And the action and animation looks spectacular so so you got me kind of pumped for this so i have a question i dropped off after season one i did not i couldn't get into season two when i started and i just kind of stopped can i skip like am i able could i just jump to well, season well that's the three? wonderful thing about anime you often have to skip a season two or two <laughs> you know, like uh, tokyo ghoul is like that there's some series that are just like that um yeah if you just were read like a quick wiki about like season two and okay. then jump into season three you'd be much more because that sounds awesome yeah do I have to watch the live action movies? Because I heard those were really good. Uh, no. No, you don't. I detect the question, sarcasm. The, the answer to that is always... We don't condone yeah. lying on this podcast. We, don't, so we really condone keeping it honest for the people, but uh, no, no, you don't. So, okay, Attack on Titan, season 3B, now streaming on like Crunchyroll, Funimation, Hulu. Be sure you check back in because these next few weeks are going to be hyped. And lit, fam. And I don't mean like a Game of Thrones episode lit. I mean actually lit. Like really lit so you can see it. Oh, Very nice. Well, I appreciate well done that, that All right. I don't so, even watch the show and I got that reference. Moving right along. <laughs> Finally, jumping over to the DC side of things. Who? Yeah, I know. Right oh, now, oh. looking at the traffic on our pages for DC in this last week. Mm. Um, yes, but DC is still a thing. Um, still coming out with things, <laughs> and not Wonder Woman next. It's coming out next year. I wish I had Joker comes out later this year. Yeah, Joker's the only Joker, thing. Bird, which I, Bray, and then I've Bray. been watching that trailer nonstop, so I'm excited for Joker. But that's just me. 
And that might be uh, more with my psychological. Yeah, I'm starting issues. to worry about you. You play it literally. Hey, man, all day, every day. I just want to see something. I want to see something <laughs> honest. Me out. Just want to see something honest in the world. I mean, I feel like it's getting crazy. I literally there. caught you doing this like right behind my seat. <laughs> I do that behind your seat even before that. Shit. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. But um, yeah, so there's stuff happening in DC, and we're hearing a rumor that DC might try to make some uh, waves and some headlines by finally. Revealing who the new Batman is. And uh, in a tweet from some industry pundits, like over the weekend, says it could be happening as soon as this week. Well, let's start with, uh, let's start with BD and uh, Jimmy V over there. Since you guys always have some oh kind boy. of insider knowledge, do you think we're getting this Batman reveal? Hey, if there was a week to do it, I would say this is probably the week. I think it. we'll get it soon. I think, I mean, I've heard it might be either Nicholas Holt or Aaron Taylor Johnson. Or other people, but those are two that I keep yeah. hearing from old uh, people. But I mean, there's a list. There's a long list. Those are just two people who might be on it. Yeah. No, I mean, but do you think it's going to happen this week? Is what I'm more asking. This week, I, I mean, I don't. It, it'll get. It's interesting because the Avengers Endgame news wave is finally subsiding. So yeah. all the trailers and all the Rested. hype and all the build is finally starting to die. But now you also have. The writer interviews and the director interviews, which you should watch, comicbook.com for on May 6th at 6 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, shameless plug. Uh, but it's... Uh, this would be the best week. This would be a really good this week be because week it would really just kind of turn the tide and bring the attention back to DC because Shazam has come and gone. We're far enough out from Joker and there are, like, what is next, Detective Pikachu? Right, but that's not even really a Warner movie. That's just... I mean, it is. Legendary. It's, a, isn't there it's a Warner Brothers and Legendary. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, it's not going to hurt Detective Pikachu. Right, no, absolutely. Like, people who are going to see that, yeah. Come out. I mean, it's a good time for it, but it's a question of, is, is Batman even cast? Does anybody even know if Batman is actually cast behind the scenes? I mean, we've been hearing things for like two years now. I don't yeah, try to we, keep track of what you heard so much about Ben Affleck yeah. as Batman. Ben Affleck's That's not what I'm Batman. Saying. Ben Affleck is I want to know. Ben Affleck will get down on his knuckles to play Batman for Matt Reeves. <laughs> How'd that go? So I feel like you wrote half those rumors. Yeah, probably. But they're but I mean, but they're <laughs> filming is supposed to start fairly soon. Yeah, so I would Pass, don't they, isn't the, isn't it supposed to come out in twenty twenty one? Yeah. First one? That was yeah. a very Christopher Walken. It has to start soon. Yeah, you said that. Well, <laughs> I think filming's supposed to start late summer, the fall. Yeah. Yep. Something like that. So. Christopher Walken could play So they know. Game. I mean, it's just, it is like a How football game, though. Like right now, Marvel has all the Gotham. momentum, right? Like nobody's really checking for DC. They're dropping Wonder Woman 1984. This is the chance to take the momentum thing. away from Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm End saying. Game, the Infinity Saga is over. Yep. And I mean, we're all going to continue Why watching you Marvel. I'm so angry movie. about this. We're all saying, oh, the same no, thing. I know. I'm just, no, I'm, listen, I'm something I'm interested in. I have a quick question. I have a quick question. So at this point, now that, like, like you said, right, Endgame is, Shazam has come and gone. Mm-hmm. Was Shazam a success? If you look at box office, moderate. Moderate, okay. I mean, it, as it's like it three hundred. It wasn't million. super. Exp- it wasn't yeah. super expensive. So, I and we didn't expect it. To it was like one twenty. Like, nobody was expecting it to be like a billion dollar earner. Okay. Like, yeah, it was successful. Like the sequel is going to be. I mean, we definitely success. settled the question of which Captain Marvel was going to earn the most at the box. Shazam <laughs> <laughs> was a better movie. Not I'm not going to touch that because that's <laughs> not that is nowhere listed in these podcast notes for today. I, so I'm not going to. I mean, I'll, I'll, agree, I'll agree. I'll go. I'm going to say like I would rewatch Shazam probably fifty times before I'd watch Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. 5. Not me. Not at all. No. I'd watch Captain Marvel again a couple times before. I I've already seen it. Captain Marvel three times. Though. I think Shazam. <laughs> I, I've I think, seen both three. I think times. Shazam uh, yeah. was kind of weak in my opinion. I I mean I was no secret about that. Yeah, we did a whole review episode like about it. it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So don't care yeah. about the other one. 
Yeah. Sorry, Zach. Yeah. <laughs> you're allowed to. <laughs> but you're, but no, right. I just don't like can, it's. It's not. I just. I was curious because those numbers were very surprising to me. For how much goodwill, high or surprising? surprisingly yeah, low? I think, I for think how Shazam, much goodwill it had. I don't think it things. was well marketed. Like the week it came out, no. I had friends that were like, "I've never heard of it," and I was like, "Oh, it's a no." Really we good discussed movie. that too <coughs> on the podcast. Yeah, like, we, yeah, it was kind of weak marketed. You didn't understand. Um, it's kind of a weird tone. I could see why it's throwing off some families with the horror elements that people have yeah, sparked a little controversy over. Some families like, definitely did not. I mean, it's just a mixed bag of of concepts, tones, and ideas. It's not bad at all. But, um, yeah, I mean, I don't expect it to grow that much. Or I expect it to grow, like, on home video. Okay. Yeah, I just expect like the sequel to do really well. Yeah, I think so that we'll I. get a sequel, then we'll get a Black Adam and as soon movie, as you and then we'll get a Black Adam so you do And I don't think, a I, yeah, I think absolutely. a sequel okay. could, you know, they could jack up the timeline of this rock thing and yeah. throw the rock in there. No, I think we'll get a Black Adam movie by itself. I think you'll see the Monster Society of Evil first. I would imagine you see the rock show up at the end of a Shazam sequel. Yeah, and then we get the Black Adam yeah. movie fully. Get, I could see that maybe in appearance, but he's not going to. off top. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Batman yeah. might get announced this week. That was my yeah, fault. you did this. <laughs> I, that was my fault. I was curious. Batman. I was so curious. I could see Batman being announced this week or next week. Uh, yeah, at the same I mean, time, DC when they announced Ben Affleck, it was just like there wasn't really a time. It was Wednesday. It didn't seem like they. No, it was and it was like late at night. We were all going to dinner. Ben Affleck got announced at like 10 p.m. Yeah. It was about 7.30, I know, because... I was literally one foot out the door going to dinner and had to turn around and drop to the floor. It was late. I was. Dang oh, it man. must have been a Tuesday night because I was working what dollar beer a night at the Village sure. Idiot, and uh, I was, I was already there know. holding the door down. <laughs> so I, and I remember opening up the site and seeing. Well, I ben question Affleck all there. memories of dollar beer nights. After. I remember nothing from that night. So. <laughs> I don't remember but, what I was doing. All right, presently I do, and it was. But uh, <laughs> here we go. But uh, so check back this week. We're going to keep an eye on this thing. I mean, this could just be another empty Batman promise. We've. Or it's something we talk about on the Friday, them, yeah. Or but obviously, hyped. you will know, yep. <laughs> people, if Ben, Aff- if if Ben, Aff- if Batman is announced, we will have Batman. It for you. Yeah, it'll be all over the place. So, hopefully, because I could use a little perk of excitement. All right. Well, what do you mean? Avengers just came out. Well, I mean, after that, I have post-party depression. And Arya just, I, I would honestly Arya think did. the like all this Avengers Endgame stuff by like the end of next week will probably be done. Oh, yeah, I think so, too. Well, well, That's can't. a very short shelf life. What do you mean? What? In terms of people caring about news? Yeah. Yeah, well, well what did you... Infinity War was... We, there was we a were writing. A, we were writing about Infinity War for... Yeah, because Infinity yeah, because War ended on a cliffhanger year. Yeah. The but, Infinity War ending was the complete opposite ending of yeah, this. And we're this also, tied again, everything this has nothing to do with what we're talking about now. You two are the worst thing <laughs> in this podcast. I didn't structure. do it this time. I didn't do it. I know. <laughs> These two are always doing it. They start some other podcasts within the podcast. Stay tuned, because when we get back, we will talk Avengers Endgame and Game of Thrones, and we will talk about all of this. So, stick with us. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. 
Get IXL now, and listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. All right, we can flip it around. Let's just flip it around to make it easy for everybody. Let's talk about Avengers Endgame now, and we're going to talk about time travel, but you guys have some issues, yes, about the staying power. No, I don't expect us to have a, as much staying power at all because, as Brandon said, like this is the end, my friend. This is the end, and they don't introduce any new questions. It's just here's the end I, of the volume. I walked out and I was like, just boom, thinking, like, yeah. okay, I don't really know if I'm nearly as excited for the next batch of Marvel movies anymore. Okay, so but will will general interest fade before box office interest fades? The box office is going to see a huge drop this weekend. I don't know about that. I think you think this, make- was the, this was the thing I brought up a couple weeks ago, where I said, you know, I think like this may or may not have re- like the repeat viewability that Infinity War did. I, I would think- have seen event. I would have seen Endgame for a third time this past weekend if it wasn't three hours long. I really like. I looked up times, and every time I was like, "Man, if I go at seven, I'm not getting home till after ten. If I go at eight, I'm not getting home till after well after eleven. Mm-hmm. And I saw a 10 p.m. screening on Thursday, and I didn't get home till two in the morning. So that is a factor, too. I mean, the movie itself is very rewatchable. Watching it for a second time, I had a great time. I, I might try to go see it tonight for the finally get my third viewing in, but I don't want to go late. And so I think that – and I'm a hardcore fan, and I love the movie. Very Everybody knows that. And I am probably one of the higher on it than most people are, and I'm having trouble going for a, a third time in theaters. I think that the casual moviegoer, if this was an hour shorter, you're much more likely to get more people going back. Did you see it a second time? I have not. I don't have that Neither kind of time. I. But I'm probably not going to see it because no. I don't want to, really. No. I mean, like, no, I'm good. not in theaters. I saw it. Like, yeah, I got too much to do. I, I wanted guess. to see it again in theaters on opening weekend because need- I loved the energy in the crowd, like people cheering. I thought it was super fun, and that's not going to be the case in week two because everybody's already seen it. Mm-hmm. So they won't yeah. be clapping when Cap picks up the hammer or when anything like that well, happens. Here's the thing. I think the hype is going to die down, yes. Mm-hmm. I think it'll have steady kind of legs, steady not like hyper great legs but steady because i mean then after there are a lot of people who don't want to deal with the initial wave right so people like my mom and dad are going to go and see because this is a big event film Mm -hmm. people even if people have just spot checked in on marvel movies the big ones that they've heard about are really exciting or whatever like they're going to go out and see this but they're not going to be on line afterwards talking about it right you know it's kind of a good thing for like the upcoming election you know, there's film Twitter who has seen Avengers Endgame. Now, like, the rest of, quote-unquote, real America will go see Avengers Endgame. And, you know, that's when we'll have weird articles starting to pop up, like, things that we answered, like, who is the Night King in Avengers Endgame? It has to have a 60%. It has to have a 60% drop this week. From that's 350? From 357? That, what do you think? It's going to make another 170 or 150 this weekend? Yeah, I'd, say, I'd say in the 50 to 60 range is my prediction. I mean, I think it would be, like, 110. Second weekend, which is a sixty-something percent drop. It's good that there is nothing really big coming this weekend. But I'll be really curious to see going into the week after, will theaters give up some of those screen slots. times to for Detective Pikachu? Oh yeah, how much? Oh yeah, that's how not, much real estate is it? Are they are theaters going to give up? For I mean, Detective that's Pikachu? not even like a hard yeah. bet to make. Like, but, but, but let's say, but let's say the end game drop is only like low fifties, high forties. Wait, you're saying it's make three hundred and ten million dollars in its second weekend? What if it does? 
It, that's uh, that's not even something to entertain. I don't think it's bro- it's broken every other record. Why not this one? Because everybody because it's incredibly saw it. front loaded. Yeah, <laughs> everybody saw the record. Saw, the, the reason yeah. everybody rushed the theater was because it had such a yeah. Don't spoil the end game. Wasn't like a right. fan service message. No, that was it was a get your ass in here opening weekend mm-hmm. subtle marketing ploy. Yeah, don't be like the Domino's guy. Yeah, <laughs> that waited too long and then had to punch his coworker. Yeah, <laughs> what? a lot of those. Yeah, because <laughs> he gave away. Yeah, Avengers and get spoilers. <laughs> yeah, people people are beating up coworkers all across the country in slash I world over spoilers. A, I can't imagine a scenario where it makes more than. Two hundred. No, I don't see it making more. Two hundred million in its second weekend. I think yeah. it makes maybe one twenty, one thirty second weekend, and maybe fifty, sixty, thirty. I think that's and a little low. I think close to two will be really between one fifty and two somewhere. That's in that so range. much money because there is a whole other wave of there, people yeah, who just who, didn't want the crowds, who didn't want the crowds, and or couldn't weekend. get in. Yeah, or couldn't get in and it's don't crazy. go to movies on the week, like because they got lives, jobs. How much is it making on weekdays? How much does it make on Monday? Thirty-five. I mean, my family's seeing it today for the first time. Yeah. Because they, we my brother just got they out. wanted to like, wait. Yeah. Cause my older brother just got out a minute ago. Like, yeah. yeah. So wow. it's going to be. So anyway, <laughs> we'll come back and we'll address that again. It'll be all over the site, I'm sure, talking about how and all the uh, conclusions, quote unquote, that we draw from whatever happens. But let's talk if time travel. Three hundred million dollars second weekend. I'll get a love you three thousand tattoo. Okay, Done. great, 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 <laughs> great, 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 great. Let's go on. Let's talk time travel. It. Yeah, I said it. Let's talk Domestic. time travel. Domestic. <laughs> Let's talk time travel. So many holes. Talk, talk, time travel. Talk, 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 time travel. There's so many holes. But. Are there? Kofi, where do you want to start? I want to start with just explaining the confusion of the time travel to a lot of people. There are a lot of people who don't really get, I mean, they go through a whole explanation in the film about it, about causality and affecting the past. Is it like. Marty McFly rules and back to the future. And let's just talk about this first concept about your past being your present, because that can throw a lot of people when they hear all that jargon coming at them, a thing. Mm. So basically the theory is in Avengers Endgame is that you can't just go out back and wipe out something in the past, because that past is yours. Like, whatever you do in the past, you've already lived through that past. And so whatever you change just becomes your new present, but your original past is still there. It's not gone yeah. because you went back and changed this. So that's kind of the key concept to really nail down, right? <laughs> My head hurts, yes. Because it's important for this movie because there are literally things they do that undo other things like Nebula killing herself mm-hmm. or, ki- or them erasing Thanos from 2014 that should make people say, well, now Guardians never happened or you know, Infinity War never happened. It's, like, important to note that, no, all of these things that we saw, and this was kind of the cop-out so that all of the things we saw in the first three phases of the MCU actually happened, including what happens in Endgame, but essentially now we're living in, the Avengers are in a new present where they've kind of been through all these things in the past, and there are arguably now separate timelines where things are different, like a 2014 where Thanos and Nebula are gone, or the, mo- the one that's most debated is what happened when Loki took the yeah. uh, Tesseract and disappeared. And, of course, what happened when Cap goes back and lives in the 1940s the yeah. is the big one. Well, I think Loki is the actually biggest one because it's played as a small moment in the movie, but you don't throw something like that in there. 
Especially when you, you know, make a big yeah. point that Steve has to go back and return all the stones to make sure <laughs> he everything's took fine, and there's a stone that has not gone back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In that timeline, that, that Tesseract never comes back. And so that changes a lot of things in yeah. that timeline. Um, yeah, they go back to the 70s, and then they return it there. It also possibly sets up his series. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Yeah, that'll get answered in his show. Yeah, Maybe so, his show will just come full circle, and he'll end up going back to that moment and returning it. So basically, we know, yes, there is a Loki TV series coming from Disney+. Plus, and now we can presume that, yeah, this will be tied to Endgame somehow, that it could even be kind of Loki. Because we heard a premise that it's about Loki and influencing key events throughout you know, human history. And this sounds like it could be a good jumping off point for him just trying to be like, what the F just happened? Like, mm. what's going on? And trying to assess, like Thanos had to put together, you know, okay, this is time. Time's been mucked with. Like, you know, that opens up the framework for a story about Loki kind of remembering Who his better history. Who better mischief. Yeah. And you can also feature Thanos in it. Exactly. You know, that, so, that's going to sell Disney Plus subscriptions. You put Thanos in a trailer. Mm. So that's one big thing. I think the cat thing is a lot more problematic for people because I can't even begin to wrap my brain around all that. I don't know how it works. There's there's just a ton of implications, right? And that, like, if that cat, like, the biggest one for me is if that cat went back and lived a life with Peggy, that cat knows that Hydra exists. And he either let Hydra happen or, or, I don't know, took him out? I don't know. Like what? I mean, I mean, well, he, he, he ultimately he defeated had, Hydra anyway. So why does it matter? Yeah, he would have had to know that. You know, I mean, the rules of time travel would probably make Cap have to just let things play out mm-hmm. the way he defeats them in to the play end. Out. Because his whole point is to go back and not be Captain America, right? Um, and just to kind of live this kind of other quiet life, right? Because he's not defeating. Them. I mean, yes, he defeated him in the end, right? But then theoretically, if he defeated, if he stopped them early, Shield would presumably be a completely different organization than it is now. Yeah, but you have to maybe you assume that Tony and Steve had a conversation where Tony says there's only one way where we stop Thanos and it's if you don't screw this up and everything has to go exactly the way it went. And Steve knows he can't do it cuz 50% of the universe be dead. I don't know. I think that that to me that to me would would break Steve as a character, like Steve as a character, just he, he would. That, that's that. he would not. Abide that's by the that. point is that now he is broke. He's different. He chose to give it all up because he's done so much, and he's just like, you know what? But I it, have an opportunity to live a life. I want to go live it. But Steve would not do what Tony wanted to do when they went to go meet him. Steve would never do that. What is even that? if he was changed? Steve wouldn't do what? What did go, Tony like? Do? Like Tony was just like, nope, I'm done. I got my happy life. That's all I want. I'm yeah. not. And that's guys, uh, yeah. You but the events of Endgame Steve probably would, changed. He would never seeing do Tony that. die probably changed that. Seeing like seeing that Steve uh, Tony had a family and he it. died and he lost. I, I that's do. not the case. To me, like if that if that is the case, well, that's, that's you, just as you bad think about the, as no. Uh, as, but that's how you're looking at an Age of Ultron where he says the guy who wanted all that went down on the ice and someone else came out. That was like Steve trying to convince himself that he's he's trying to convince himself to accept that he can't have a life with Peggy, and he wanted that. That's the only thing he wanted the whole time. That and saving the world and making sure everybody was peaceful. But he did that. They did it. They beat Thanos. The world is fine. What what, what is left in that moment? There is a slew of superheroes. There's a whole bunch of people there who can fill in for him. Sam Wilson is going to fill in for him from that moment forward as Captain America. He doesn't need to do it anymore because even when there is no hope. Steve would not let innocent people die. 
There are no innocent people there, dying yeah, now. They just saved would, everybody. But, but there would be if Hydra still exists. You're, you're kind of, I mean, you're Hydra kind of doesn't projecting exist anymore. onto the character. Like, he, beat, he already beat Hydra. You're projecting onto the character in the sense that you're saying, like, Steve would go back and have this god, god complex to save everyone all the time. Like, that's not true. Steve Rogers could also be a guy who counsels people and says, you know, hey, it looks bad, but trust me, I know it's going to get better. Mm-hmm. And actually mean that this time, as opposed to kind of lying as he is in this movie. <laughs> to be fair, we because don't... he knows that, yeah, even though the world's going to go through this darkness, like it's going to come out okay. So he doesn't necessarily need to go back and then be like, "Let's go back and kill Hitler guy." Like now, like that's just, also maybe he grew up and got snapped yeah, on purpose. It, it, so it's we ambiguous. Can't... So we yeah. don't know. Yeah, we don't know. But None like, I'm just saying, true. within the character, you have to realize this is a guy who's been displaced in time before. Like, this isn't his first time. He's already had to go through the stages of learning right. to let go of stuff and kind of move on. So in his version, this is retirement. Like, so, yeah, he knows all the bad stuff that's going to happen, but this is him actively saying, I can leave that to other people. I've done my part. I've done my time. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm retiring from active duty and not going to focus on that. Now, if that becomes harder than it initially <laughs> is is a story you can talk about later in the Marvel Marvel Cinematic Universe but from what we get in just Endgame I mean that's that's the scenario. What well, didn't the writers just do an interview with the director in an interview where they said it's a, like he can he might be it's kind of teased he might have created an alternate reality and now he just traveled from one to the other. Didn't they just say something like that today? I'm not sure. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. But it, I mean I I, I want to point out I, this when I saw was it the Winter Soldier where he sees old Peggy? Or was it Age of Ultron? It's uh, Winter... It's Civil War. Well, no, when Peggy... Is it Civil War? No, when he visits her in the hospital. She died. She's dead in Civil War. Yeah, but no, it's Winter Soldier when he visits her. Yeah, when he actually... Okay. When when he saw her, and I had no idea that Infinity War was coming, or might have known the movie was coming, had no idea what Infinity War was going to be about, or Endgame, and she said, I married a guy, you know, she said she got married, and she was very, like, not herself because her mind is not right. I thought in that moment... Really thought of that moment, like I was like, "What if he goes back in time and he is the guy she marries?" We, I mean, that's possible, isn't it? That he did go back and she married him, and she just didn't say it. Maybe she just has one hell of a poker face. I don't know, mm-hmm. but it's totally possible that he went back and married her. I forget if I, I can't remember if the season. That'll make a great question. Does anything with this? I. Oh, she I has love. Her. Yeah, she has yeah. love interests in the show. She does. So, yeah. yeah, so I don't remember if, if they imply that one of them becomes her but husband or not. Because they leave it so open-ended, you don't know. Like, there's a lot of questions that they could fill in with any number of series and answer a bunch of yeah. stuff if they wanted to. Um, I, I mean, I personally, if the time travel, it, it really comes down to whether the time travel works as they pitch it. If it's, he has to ignore a lot of these terrible things. There is a part of me that after reading Captain America for a lot of years... That character, the whole point of something like Secret Empire is to show how vastly different that character is from everybody else. So don't he does you think not he learns something, though? That. That's not game? learning. That's, no, that's being game. a hero. Like, that's what being a hero is. You sacrifice what you want for what is better for others. Mm, that is the whole already, point of yeah, Captain but America. But when Tony said to him, you, you said, we'll lose, and guess what? We, you, and I said, we'll lose, and you said, we'll, lose, we'll do that together, too. Guess what? We lost. And now they, re, they literally did everything they could to save the world, he watched Tony die with his family on the line and everything. He doesn't learn anything from that. He can't just know that in the timeline that he's about to live through for himself, 
even if he goes to the past, all those bad that people feels are going like an to immense be amount of guilt to carry around with you. Yes. And what also, is guilt? But, what but is the, the guilt? Thing. We can't answer that question because no, we, we have no idea what What is the guilt? The directors had in mind when they yeah, wrote also, that scene. You guys are also remembering Captain America that we saw. I mean, this Captain America that we meet in Endgame lived through 5 years of yeah. not being able to do, you know, jack yeah. crap to help right. the world except give phony like, you know, help sermons like Yeah. His whole perspective is one that is much different. It's different. That's mm-hmm. very different. Yeah. And so, like, by I like now... how it's changed, because before it was me and Jim who agreed, yeah, and you be. two, and now it's me and Kofi and, and Matt and Jim. Uh, yeah, I like how we just dr- like... The battle lines are always changing in this yeah, podcast. Just, so we can't answer it, but okay, we got to move on. But uh, let's talk about things that are, are changed. So Cap's story is a big one mm-hmm. that could be revisited in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, the, what happens in, to Gamora in those years? Because 2014, Gamora escapes. Uh, Thanos and Nebula are, are, and all that are all gone. So now she's been in the universe with none of that hanging over her head. So, like, the question, I guess, for Guardians or uh, of the three, besides will we get Thor like we all want in as Guardians of the Universe, really want that. is, like, what the hell has Gamora been up to? And, why like, is who it? is she and why is Gamora <laughs> now in this kind of... In his jump. It's kind of like and with of course, Groot, Logan. though, isn't it? Yeah. You think about it, like, Groot died, and then we got a new Groot, and we acted like he was Groot, but he's a different Groot. So it's the same Gamora, it's just she hasn't done any of the things we've seen her do. It's the yeah. same Gamora we met at the very beginning of Guardians, essentially. Yeah. So yeah. she's gone through all the same history that that Gamora did, she just doesn't have the history with the Guardians. Uh, will this Gamora fall in love with Peter Quill again? Or I think it's going to be hilarious to, to see family? Peter Quill try. Which is what if she falls in love especially with Thor? Especially with Thor right there. That oh, yeah. It's that good. would be... It's that like that his muscles are made of Katani metal fibers. <laughs> but to me, and I would imagine James Gunn being an executive producer on the film, no, like, factored all of this into his plan. Oh, I'm but sure. But to oh, me, sure. a Guardians 3 that is the hunt for Gamora doesn't really excite me. There's no way that's the main story. Yeah. Oh, no. That's but what if Gamora I don't think that's the main Met story. A guy we have Adam Warlock Adam coming. Warlock, yeah. Who, Finally, jeez. Like, yeah, that's... <laughs> Where's that's Richard Ryder? Give me Richard Ryder in this damn cosmic movie. Oh, I, I, I hope... Show me Nova. Doing, if it's as Guardians of the Universe, I hope they just go full cosmic. I hope there's a yeah. full cosmic launch pad. Because there's I hope just Thor's so in much. there. I, think they've I hope there's a scene they meet up with Carol. I hope there's a scene where they introduce... Richard Ryder and like all of that. They've gone pretty cosmic already, I think. Oh, I'm saying, but like this should be like the official yeah. Marvel cosmic. And please, Lord, like I'd like to let Warlock out of the cocoon. The <laughs> yeah. hmm? That's been the that's been the most like teased and yet just stuck on the back burner thing. Like, oh, Warlock. Yeah, yeah, Warlock. Just just do it already. Like fine. Yeah. So we're gonna see. So those are our three time travel questions. Hopefully, our fighting about timelines <laughs> has helped you in some kind of small way. Uh, not we have a whole bunch of articles hey. and videos and everything helping to break this all down on comicbook.com. Because we're going to move on and talk finally about Game of Thrones. Winter has been coming mm-hmm. for eight seasons. Mm-hmm. Winter is here. Mm-hmm. And true to the name of the Stark family home, Winterfell, because. The Night King is dead. Were you Spoiler sitting on that alert. this whole time? What's that? <laughs> Were you sitting on that this whole time? No, I just thought about it right now. That was uh, really that good, was good segue. Yeah. That was a good well little, done. That was a good well little done. run. Thank you. But The Night King is dead. Game of Thrones now is a whole different show that we a lot of us <laughs> expected to be in the final season. We thought this whole battle against The Night King was going to be it, but the show reminded us this week, no, no, no. It's actually called Game of Thrones because it's about the people trying to backstab, screw, 
and basically fight each other for the Iron Throne. And we just kind of swept the Night King right off the board because after what was a very uh, harrowing and hard to see for a lot of people episode, <laughs> uh, Arya Stark came out from uh, stage left and threw a dagger up in the guts of the Night King and took him out. So Arya is now like the main hero of the realms who stopped the Night King. Cersei Lannister is still down in the south with the Golden Company and the Iron Fleet at her back. Meanwhile, in the north, everybody's like half dead from being chewed on by zombies all night, and they still got to go down there and kind of whoop Cersei's butt. Does a zombie bite turn you to a zombie? Not in uh, Game of Thrones, because all those zombies did was swarm from what I saw. It was just a big mound of people jumping on you and just biting and hacking at you. And And, like they use weapons too, right? They were like ants. Yeah, Yeah, they were like a swarm of ants. Not that you could see it in Sunday's episode, but... (laughs) No. But um, so, Batter of Winterfell, even with the hard-to-see stuff, I thought it was... Really intense. It was a good episode. In, good episode. I think Great. one of my, a friend of mine on Twitter that my favorite trick has been like, I haven't been this tense for this long since the 16 election or something like that. <laughs> 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 like, uh, That's great. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, real edge of your seat stuff. Um, but uh, I love the memes now about how things have flipped over because, of course, a lot of people lived through this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, more people than we thought, and there's like a meme of Captain Picard saying on the one hand, like, God, Game of Thrones season one, I can't believe they killed the main character, and then it flips around the other side to Game of Thrones season eight. I can't believe all these main characters live. <laughs> like, um, so, yeah. That was the problem for me, though. Like, I mean, and, and I want to preface this by saying I, I really, really, really liked the episode a lot. I thought it was incredible that that was on my television on a Sunday night. Because I feel like if you don't preface by saying you enjoyed something and then you criticize it, everybody thinks you hate it today. But so I do think that the, like I never felt stakes in this episode. How I, dare you? I just I didn't. <laughs> when Jon Snow was surrounded by zombies rising up, I should have felt like, oh my gosh, Jon is gonna die. Four years ago, I would have felt that. Four seasons ago, I'd have been like, you know what? Holy crap! I can't believe they're gonna kill Jon Snow. But I in watching that moment, I was like, no. Oh, Someone's going to come save him. I don't know how he's going to get out of this, but he's going to get out of this, and he shouldn't. Yeah. And then, lo and behold, after trying to build the suspense and having all the zombies rise, rise up, Danny comes in on her dragon out of nowhere and saves John's life. And I was just like, okay. That, it was a cool moment, it, and it, looked, it was visually pretty fun to watch, but I felt like I didn't feel the Game of Thrones stakes. It felt different to me than the Battle of the Bastards or the Battle at Hardhome. In those yeah. battles, I really thought people could die. And when the horses were charging at Jon Snow, when the arrows were going up at his brother, I, I was just, that whole, all, all those sequences in those two battles, I thought were really, like, breathtaking. Like, you felt like you were suffocating with Jon Snow when he was... What do you think the differences between the two? Sequences? I don't know what the difference is. Yeah. I, mean, I honestly thought, I thought Brienne was going to go. And I think, like, like, I figured, like, she had her big moment, and then, like, okay, then... Definitely, she's someone you know. We we may lose. I wish I I, I don't know what the difference is. I yeah. think maybe the show has gotten so big that it's changed, and we do feel like a sense of plot armor for these characters. Since maybe also because we're so close to the end, and we know they're going to be needed. Mm-hmm. But I, I will say, Brienne, I mean, Brienne, and like Jamie and Tyrion. I thought for I thought Tyrion was going to die, and that was probably the most suspenseful moment for me. And I and I do want to compliment the scene where Arya was in the library. Thought that was well shot, and that was suspenseful. But. I think when Tyrion and Sansa had their conversation in the crypt, suicide pack, and he walked out, I thought, That's are they going to kill? I thought that was the moment where Tyrion's going to die. He's going to sacrifice himself 
for Sansa. And I was that made me nervous. And that was the only time in the episode See, I felt like... See, that's the only time... <coughs> actually, I felt stakes in the episode was not people who were the main focus of a scene were going to die, but the people who came in and saved them, I thought, would die. Right. So, like, I thought Danny coming in, saving John, and then facing, like, the moment she faces the Night King and the dragon and the fire doesn't work. Like, I thought she might die right there. I and I was like, and I thought some, I thought one of them might go, mm-hmm. like Danny or John or Tyrion or somebody really big. But it was never person. the person that was actually like the focus. Yeah, of the change. But I, I th- and at the same time, I think we're going to see so many of these characters die this season. I think they're going to just start getting wiped. But I just felt like I'm no it, longer so sure. Like that's the whole thing. With I don't me. know. Like, I, I just, I, I'm not, I'm not so sure. And I think. Would, that be, like, would that be the biggest surprise if we end the season and everyone is still alive now? It's still game of well, life. I don't think they'll die in the war with Cersei. I think true to the show's there will be nature, betrayals. yeah, it'll be betrayals mm-hmm. because they've been building this. Mm-hmm. It's like mainly within the Starks and Targaryens now. The Lannisters will get kind of pushed Danny off and John know they need each other right now. Yeah, and I think one of them is going to realize they have to betray the other. And I think yeah. that's what's going to happen. And I think it's going to be Danny who realizes she. But I don't think she'll win for it. I think exactly. she, I, I do think she's more cutthroat. But it, it would be more surprising and so much more satisfying if John is the one to to make the betrayal and and win. And like so I think two weeks ago, you said you thought Arya would take the take the throne. I th- I still think Arya. Will. You still I still think do. she takes the throne. I think yeah. Arya. I, I still I think, think everything Arya in this episode with Melisandre looking at her. giant like things and. To end this and end this whole show, she kills the Night King and she gets the throne. I think she could still become Jon Snow. I think she'll become the prince who was promised because it'll just be like you know a sexist thing that like they only said it could be a prince who was promised. And they teased that when they knighted yeah. Brienne. Hmm. Yeah, and it'll be that a titles don't matter. Who was T- promised titles with regarding gender don't matter. Exactly. So like I think it'll be the prince who was promised will turn out to be Arya. Um. Yeah, I don't see John just kind of Ned Starked himself in the second episode, <laughs> going in the crypts, being like, "I got to tell you something," at like the worst possible time no. to tell a queen who's already like, "I might have to kill your sister," <laughs> to tell her, "Yeah, I'm challenging your rule to the throne." Mm-hmm. After everything Danny's been through, like to get here, mm-hmm. like yeah, I don't know, uh, I don't see how that works out. I think you got this boils down to even if everything goes well in the war with Cersei, you still got two people, each with a dragon, each with a claim to the throne. Dude, is there two dragons left? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They we, both saw them, we saw them in the trailer. And that's what oh. the original Dance of Dragons was. It was a female Targaryen versus a male Targaryen challenging, for, I forget exactly their names, for control of the throne. And that's what happened. So it's all kind Remember of. Remember when Danny used to be everybody's favorite character? <laughs> <laughs> and now Arya Stark is just unanimously the best character. Although her killing the Night King was bittersweet to me. I want an explanation. I know people are saying, oh, we know the Night King is just death. I don't well, know. he's the first man that the children of the forest created oh, as no. a weapon against men. I under- you got and then go. they got burned by their own weapon. It was <laughs> like know. nuclear just, war, yeah. I just want to know what, wh- wh- why? Why what? Why? Why was, why, what was the purpose of, like what was he doing this whole time? Where is he from? He wanted to create he wanted to erase all of humanity. That was what he was created for. The children of the forest. Okay, so the first men come to Westeros, which is sure. a land inhabited only by mystical creatures. The children of the forest, the dragons, all that Story stuff. Time. The first men come, they start cutting down the the mystical trees. It's mm-hmm. all this kind of industrialization metaphor. So the children of the forest want to fight back. They don't have a weapon, so they create one. They mm-hmm. stab, they use a dragon glass to stab that first man and create 
the Night King who creates all these white walkers, which are basically like a plague. And they sent them to kill humanity. That's what they're supposed to do. Erase men mm -hmm. from the land. That's their whole purpose. I just the white walkers are like, F that. We're killing everybody. And right. they kill the children of the forest. And then like the men and the children had to unite, beat them in the war for dawn because they caused the Night King cause. He wins the first time. He causes the long night. Then the children and the men unite. They have the war for dawn. They win, and they come to like that uneasy alliance. So, but until do, you, the do, you understand, do you understand the wish for more on the Night King? Or? Yeah, I, I think I do because I think the last few seasons of the show, specifically season seven in the time jump, made the Night King this major focus and kind of right. made you feel like he's the story, but that's not how it is. And in the books, they literally are a force. There is no White King. He was King. the glorified, There's no over advertised yeah, subplot. Exactly. He really was. He in the books there is no Night King. The White Walkers are, are just a thing, and they have semi-intelligent leaders, the Whites, and that's all right. there is, because that's all it is. It's just a big hulking army of dead things that keep walking towards us. Yeah. So we just. Um, had, I mean, there was an incredible moment. Like I haven't shouted out loud on my TV set in a long time, uh, or maybe ever. But so when I, when I already killed him, I loved it. But then I was like, I thought that that was going to matter more. Nope, it's Snoke. But it doesn't. Man, that's it's just a whole Snoke <laughs> So who, who blew a bigger lead? I think this is a good way to tie both these topics up into one. Who blew a bigger lead, Thanos or the Night King? <laughs> I mean, the Night King definitely. I mean, everybody was on the ropes in that slow-mo montage. Like, he had... Everybody was dead. Like, he had it all laced up. John was pinned by a but dragon. Thanos literally did his goal and still <laughs> managed to start the game over and lose. I mean, it's you tough. can never go once you play that second game. Once you hear, once you say yes to a best so of the, three. So if like the Night it, King had killed Bran, would he have won? Well, well, well what's next if he kills Bran? I he, think there there would have been nothing in his way to be stopped. Except that, Arya would have still been. Well, there. it's not that Bran is the Three Eyed Raven is the history of mankind. As long as the Three Eyed Raven's there, even if men die, like he can reconstitute humanity because he remembers everything about civilization. If you take him out then and then kill all of humanity, right. it's like the Dark Ages and then they don't end. He should have just had someone else kill Bran. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, they were all there. Yep, I mean, and he could have, and that was his mistake. He's trying to boss up and be a big oh. man, and he got himself killed. It was great. I, I'm just nitpicking. I, I, I do think it was brilliantly entertaining. Yeah. Um, can now, see, the Night King hangover thing is an interesting point because now it brings up can people be as interested in the finale of the show as I feel like, no, they were? I don't. I think I lost. I mean, I'm going to watch it, and I'm going to try to find out. But it definitely, like, my interest was peaking with this battle against the White Walkers, and I think that was a huge reason that I was very invested to this point. Maybe this episode four reminds me of why I'm so invested in the Xerxes. Yeah, because we haven't seen Cersei much this season, so yeah, there's been I, no reason to kind of cheer. Get right. So I don't know, but I, I remember when that episode ended, I was like, well, can't the show just like end now? Oh, that's right. They have other stuff to do too. So it, you know, the characters we're rooting for are really back against the wall because they don't have enough people anymore. Yeah. From the reactions we'll on see. social media, I feel like the person who doesn't pay attention to Game of Thrones would have honestly assumed that that was the series. Oh, finale. for sure. For oh, just yeah. the fervor that was around it. So I will be curious to see if you guys actually. But see, I like, think like, that, I'm, like, like I'm that person, and like for me, it's having having watched this. This it feels like this first half has been everything that like everyone has kind of always talked about Game of Thrones and with its battles and stuff like that and I feel like I've gotten all I need out of that. But now what I want to see more is more of the backstabbing and all that stuff that everyone talks about and I feel like that's how we're going. We're going to get back to the politics yeah. now. And so and so I you know f for me as someone who's just 
knows literally nothing about Game of Thrones except for what I'm watching in these episodes. Um, I'm really intrigued to see what the whole deal okay. is. It deal is with Cersei and like what what she's capable. So of. So they kind of cleared the runway a bit. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. This is like final battle that we. I mean, this is it. Okay. So I mean, I do gonna, think that'll be and the it's back to the beginning. Maybe it besides was, the series finale, I don't think the next two episodes top ratings or tweets that more than this episode. Yeah, probably. Not eight, not eight not front loaded. If something yeah. crazy happens. Uh, like if Cersei blows up King's Landing and everybody I just again, feel like the, even <laughs> though even in the days leading up to it, it was like, oh, we have the Battle of Winterfell this week. Everybody tune in this week. Next week, I don't think you're going to see people on Saturday no. saying you have to watch it tomorrow night. And it was impressive amongst no, all. the No, I think it'll take stuff, this yeah. episode will do something to make the Monday morning one water cooler. Right. Again, people will sleep on it and then be like, oh my god, you didn't realize like this thing happened. Like, and that'll be the twist. So. Hmm. We're looking forward to it. I'm sure we'll be talking about it next week, but that'll yeah. take us to the end of the show and then some. Bow, bow, bow. This has been Comic Book Nation. If you are riding with us or if you've just jumped on in these Avengers Endgame episodes, <laughs> you can find new episodes every Wednesday, every Friday on comicbook.com where you can subscribe to our RSS feed or you can go on uh, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or Google Podcasts and subscribe in any one of those locations. If you have anything that you heard that you like or made you angry or just want to join the conversation, we're online on Twitter at the hashtag Comic Book Nation. You can also find me at Kofi Outlaw. You can find me at Matt Aguilar CB. You can find me at Brandon Davis BD. And also, I hope you'll watch our evening with Joe Russo on Monday night at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. It'll be broadcast on the comicbook.com Facebook page. We're going to take a deep dive into Avengers Endgame with the co-director himself from his restaurant, Duello, in L.A. We're going to grill him about Captain America. I was going to say, yeah, you yeah. better ask. Everything we just <laughs> talked about here, we will do our best to get So if you guys heard that opportunity and you have questions for one of the directors of Endgame, hit up Brandon Davis or Comic Book Nation hashtag, and you better get them in because, uh, yeah, it's going down. You have a chance. A full hour. Full hour interrogation with the guy who made all this time travel madness that is bending your brain now. Timey too. wimey. So uh, be sure to get those in. <laughs> That's it for Comic Book Nation today. Thanks for riding with us, and uh, we hope you're emotionally secure after this weekend of Endgame <laughs> and the Battle of Winterfell. If you have you need anybody to talk to, talk to Matt. He's very supportive. Oh. And that'll do it for us. We're out. They